Hey guys, welcome to Racer Radio. We're going to do something a little different this week um, because I was on vacation all weekend and it was a little just tough to get hooked up with Jordan. So we're going to do this separately this week, um, which is, you know, probably a good thing to do right before we actually get back to racing. Um, so like I said, we were in New York. We went to see a concert for a band called The Last Rockstars. Um, the reason we went is, is basically it's uh, four like huge named guys from Japan, um, big into the Japanese rock scene, uh, and we follow the one guy, Hyde, the vocalist, um, from several of his projects, so uh, we heard he was coming back over here, and we don't always know when he's coming back, so we took the opportunity to fly up to New York and about the coldest daggone weekend of the year. And, uh, of, you know, of course, we get off the, the plane, get out of the subway, and it was, like, 8 degrees, felt like negative 14 kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, that was not exactly fun. Uh, Saturday morning, we ended up walking around, and it was still below 10, still felt like negative whatever. And uh, it, it, when, I, when I have to put pants on, long pants on, it is too daggone cold. So it warmed up into the 20s, the night of the concert. I ended up wearing my shorts. We stood in line for a good hour to get into the venue. And I got a lot of cross looks and people questioning me like, what are you wearing shorts for? And I really was the only person. There was not a lot of people up there doing the I wear shorts all the time thing. And, uh, you know, it is a different culture up there in New, in New York. So it's, you know, they're kind of more built for the cold, especially because of the way they do transportation there. They're outside a lot more, so they're a lot more prepared, I would say. So, But, uh, you know, we kept our hotel room on H for super hell. <laughs> very, very hot. So we would warm up. Um, so it was all good. But all in all, it was a great concert. Um, Jenny and I had a good time walking around New York. So, um, but... Anyway, we're going to get into the podcast for this week. First of all, let me start by saying we are Racer Roo Fitness, and so we are available for personal training. We are available for just general advice. Obviously, we do this podcast to give uh, just some kind of information that's kind of for free and just hopefully to improve someone's fitness journey. Uh, Jordan's going to be on here in a little bit talking about some of his experiences as he has been the past couple weeks. So if you would like any kind of uh, advice, if you'd like any kind of uh, training, uh, just a plan, whatever, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website, racerroofitness.com. <clears throat> so we're going to go with a little fit tip today. Um, usually, first week of the month, we're going to go with uh, what's Ryan doing. Um, however, I think I'm going to save that for Jordan because his plan's about to change. He doesn't know that just yet, but, you know, he's hitting about that one-month mark. He's getting pretty close to that. So it's about time to change, so do something a little different. So, um, But we are going to save that for next week when we get together. So this week I want to give a little bit of a tip that I have just uh, come to realize, actually. Um, this is less about the fitness part of things. We're going to kind of dip into, I guess I guess you could call it nutrition. But um, one thing that I've had a big issue with lately is digestion. And that 
basically is the problem I've basically been having is that there's a lot of food that it seems like I eat and for whatever reason it just doesn't sit in my gut well it tends to make me burp a whole lot um, there's certain foods that seem to trigger it worse and I've actually kind of started to play with uh, eliminating them from my diet which is another thing it's actually called elimination diet um, when you're having issues you basically you don't change anything except some of the foods that you're eating you eliminate them and, and see if that's the thing triggering you um, so I'm kind of doing like a version of that but um, what I have come to notice and I've heard this from other uh, fitness professionals that I trust and listen to uh, they go on about chewing your food completely. And it wasn't anything that really resonated with me until I tried it. Like, I just thought about it one day, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I just kind of, like, bite my food into the pieces that I can swallow it and then just swallow it as is. So I made a big effort in maybe the past week or so to, to chew my food completely. Basically make it into really really fine mush and uh, that has actually made a huge impact for me um, the food goes down better it stays down better and it's it kind of ends up being one of those things that once you think about it you're like well that makes actually a lot of sense in that it you know it's chewed completely it goes down smoother it's not in there causing all kinds of issues from being just big chunks of food down in there that makes it hard to process and I don't know if it was a correlation with that or just all the walking around we did this weekend, but I was a lot hungrier, a lot quicker, like the food digested, just more efficiently. So, um, not to say that you can eat more off of this, it's just that it processed better, in my opinion anyway. So I think this is something, if you're having any kind of, well, even if you're not having any kind of issues, uh, this would be something to try out. That's, it's going to cost you nothing. It, it adds, it takes away nothing. The only thing it's going to do is kind of, it might make your jaw a little tired just from chewing a little bit extra. I know I have to be conscious of this because I almost kind of, kind of get like bored of chewing so intensely, but I feel like so far it has made a very very big impact and like I said the, the, the cost of entry if you will for this is absolutely nothing it's just taking a little bit more time to to, to make that food a little bit more pureed if you will just chew it up a little bit finer um, and it see, see how that works for you so uh, that's our fit tip for the week chew your food better so I'm going to turn it over to Jordan right now for Dirty Talk and his take on the clash. Now, I'm recording this at the time when the clash has already happened, but um, we're going to talk about that next week. So I'm going to let him speak on it, and I'll be back. All right, guys. Jordan coming at you here, just fresh out the gym. So if you hear me breathing a little heavy, that's probably why. Um... Yeah, uh, I was just asking Ryan through a text message if uh, he ever did uh, stuff with his abs so much that they were like pulsating and tickling him at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, that's how I'm feeling today. I uh, worked hard on the core. I'm working hard on the abs because that's what my, or the, the arms because that's what my wife likes. She likes uh, 
uh, big arms. So that's what I've been working on a lot. Still hitting the uh, same routine Ryan gave me, but just adding in a little more arm stuff, um, kind of off balancing it. So got to incorporate some more leg stuff. But yeah, guys, so here we are. It's um, I'm going to get right into the dirty talk because I really only have a couple things to talk about. Mark Smith won a URCS race down in, um, I believe it's down in Georgia or Florida. He uh, picked up the win. They're running 360s down there. But other than that, nothing's really going on. The All-Stars have been rained out. So they're not running, but this week it all kicks off. Volusia, it's going to be All-Stars, Outlaws. That That's what we've been waiting for. Outlaws up here have already left. They're on their way down. Some are already there. So it's exciting. It's going to be racing season here very shortly. As you guys know, the clash kicks off tonight. Anxious to see that. Justin Haley on the pole. Kyle Busch in second. Um, Kyle Busch in the eight car could be a real threat. If it's as good as it was last year, I don't know. Maybe uh, Kyle Busch can revamp RCR. Get them back to uh, their championship ways, maybe. Not that Tyler Reddick couldn't, but... Um, he didn't, he didn't get the chance to stay there long enough, I think, to do it. Um, they were just coming into swing, and he found opportunities elsewhere. But, um, yeah, so the main thing I wanted to talk about in Dirty Talk today was uh, fresh off the press, start of this weekend, um, Lincoln Speedway announced that their partnership with Flow Racing has been limited to 11 races this season when last couple years it's been full. A lot of people are upset about this. There's some people that can't afford to get to the races. Let's just call it the way it is this year or any year um, as of late. Stuff's getting expensive. Gas is high. Grocery store stuff is high. It's hard to get out there. Um, when you go to the racetrack and you buy a ticket for 25 bucks a pop for adults, it's 50 bucks just to get in. Then if you go and eat, you're almost looking at $10 plus per meal, whatever you get. So it's uh, it's difficult on families to take their kids because I think it's like 15 bucks for kids to get in. So it's it's um, eye-opening to see that not only NASCAR is having this TV deal come into play, but now the local short tracks are getting into that. Um, I think Flo and Lincoln tried to work out a deal. It just might have fallen through. But uh, Lincoln announcing this so late in the race season, I think it's going to be a problem for them because a lot of subscribers subscribe to watch Lincoln. And now that it's only going to be 11 races, they just opened up a world for Port Royal to be viewed every Saturday, the All-Stars to be viewed every Saturday, and the High Limit Racing Series... That's going to be on flow. So the people who bought flow, you're not going to miss out on a lot of racing. You're just going to miss out on Lincoln for most of the season. Lincoln's um, idea of doing this was to try and put more butts in the seat. According to sources, they're losing about a million dollars in revenue from people not showing up to the track. Um, I don't know if that's a, a flow thing, what flow pays them, but look, I can look at it both ways. If you're not having people in the seats, you know, you got to get money from somewhere else. You know, you're not spending, getting money on concessions. You're not getting money on ticket entries. You're not getting money on a lot. And then when the World of Outlaws come, it's a World of Outlaws show. They rent the track out essentially. And Lincoln misses out on all the revenue that day because it's all outlaws. So I don't 
think them stopping with flow is actually going to help their cause. Um, I think it's actually going to hurt them. I don't think as many people are going to go as last year. And I think a lot of people are going to say, well, I'll just watch Port now. Or I'll just watch the All-Stars. Or, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll get rid of flow and I'll get Dirt Vision and I'll watch the Outlaws. Or something like that with Williams Grove and a couple other tracks. Um, I think Ohio is on flow too, but I know I'm jumping all around trying to remember most of the details, but yeah, the, my opinion on it is I think Lincoln is in trouble this year. Um, they wanted to kind of part ways with flow a little bit to see if they can put more butts in the seat. And I just don't see it this late in announcing it. I see more people just staying home and watching Port or watching the All-Stars. So uh, Lincoln, I think, might take a hit this year. On the other thing in news, I was at the Sprint Car Extravaganza last night. That's here at the York Fair. A lot of people debut their paint schemes up here. And it's nice to get out and look at some of the die-casts people have because I'm into collecting die-casts. <laughs> almost bought a Steve Smith one last night. Um but uh, it was really nice to be at the Sprint Car Extravaganza. Actually, one of your guys' Penn State quarterbacks was there. Um, Sean Clifford was there signing autographs. I know nobody cares. He's not the greatest quarterback in the world, and he plays for Penn State. I mean, who really cares? Um, but he was there last night. Um, Michael Millard's paint scheme, I got to hand it to him. It is awesome. It's a great-looking car. A little bit about Michael Millard. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about him. He came over from... Washington, not Washington, D.C., Washington State. He came over here on his own accord. He doesn't have big-time sponsors. He doesn't have big-time money. He packed up, said, I want to go race with the PA Posse. He came over here. I think he's living down in Maryland somewhere, but he grinds. He's actually a streamer, so if you want to go and watch his live streams, go on his Facebook. Um, I think he does them a lot on there. I don't know if he has a Twitch, but I see him a lot on Facebook, and he works hard to get what he has. He's one of the biggest underfunded teams, but he works hard. He's great. And, man, he's all about keeping the energy high and up. So I was talking to him last night. There's a possibility that we're going to be in on some sponsorship deal with him. So be on the lookout for that. It'd be really cool for us to be on a 410. Um, so Racer Roof Fitness, there's a very good opportunity for us to be on a 410 sprint car that's going to go to the Kings Royal this year. Going to do a little bit of traveling, but he's a really hardworking guy. I think he had the best car there, um, but Alyssa Rowe won best in show. Ryan, I know you know who Alyssa Rowe is. Uh, she has a modified, and her car was very, very beautiful, um, very well done, so I'm not surprised she won best in show. She's also really good with her fans, and she's really outgoing, so... I got to say congratulations to her. I'm excited to see her race again. Um, she runs her modified and she runs a 305. I'd like to be able to see her race a little bit more, but um, as she puts it, she's living the dream and a lot of respect to her. Glad uh, she got the win. It wasn't the featured car that got the uh, best in show like it was last year, um, which is also cool because then you know that there's not some funny business going on about the best car in show, but um, all in all, it was a great time there last night. Me and my wife went. Uh, we met our friend Davey there, and we were walking around looking at the new paint schemes. You know, you get to talk to drivers, which is really cool. The sprint car extravaganza kind of went downhill for a couple years, and now it's bouncing back. So I'd like to see it keep getting better and better and gain some weight and continue to grow.
Um, we used to fill up like two sides of the, the, I think it's called the wise arena there. Um, but now it's just one section. So hoping to get more cars back in there, but from what I'm understanding, there's more in and out of that, um, that I don't know about behind the scenes, but it'd be cool to see a lot of cars there. Um, especially your guys that race up in Lincoln a lot. Um, but that's pretty much all I got for a dirty talk. So I'm going to flip, flip over to NASCAR right now. Um, for the clash, man, I got to say, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, I think Kyle Busch comes out and makes a statement. I think he hits the ground running and he takes off. He's starting second. He's fast. And I think from the past years, he was just kind of there. Um, he was at Gibbs. He, he didn't really have a fire about him. He was more, I think, frustrated about the negotiations, the way they were going. But this year, I think he's got a fire lit under his butt, and I think he is going to prove to the world that he is Rowdy Bush. And I know I have said before I'm not a fan of him, but it's kind of weird how the storyline changes. It's kind of like wrestling. The storyline ebbs and flows. I hated how he was a little whiny crybaby. I mean, that's all he was over at Gibbs. He had nothing to cry about, and he was really a villain. And man, I think since he made the announcement to go to RCR, I think it's going to do a complete 180. I think the people who didn't like him being at Toyota Racing, being a crybaby, I think now they're going to be like, hey, I like Kyle Busch. He's driving a Chevy. He's driving for RCR. They got the... The kind of attitude for that team that, you know, it's a it's a no-take-crap business. And I think Kyle Busch is out there to take no crap, and I think he's out there to prove to the world that Joe Gibbs was wrong and that they should have found a way to re-sign him one way or another. But on that same note, I think Christopher Bell is going to come out and make a statement this year. I think he did at the end of last year, but I think he's going to come out now. And it's really cool to see, like, Kyle Larson, sprint car driver, uh, NASCAR champion. And now we got Christopher Bell, who's been a huge sprint car driver for years. And I think he's going to come out and make a huge push, huge push to be in the NASCAR title talks at the end. And, man, for local short track racing that follows, you know, sprint cars and these guys, this could be a huge opportunity to not have, you know, um, just like Kyle Larson, who still runs the local tracks, but Christopher Bell, who now started up a sprint car team with Brian Kimenaugh. Um, they have a 360, a couple midgets. So I'm, I'm excited to see where the season goes for him this year. Uh, hope Kyle Larson bounces back, but um, I don't want to go too over our predictions yet. We might do that maybe on the next show to see our predictions for the season, but for the clash, I'm going to take the old A car. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. I think he's going to make a statement. Um, we'll see how that goes. On the other thing of news, uh, Ty Gibbs, man, starting off the season on a rough patch and practice catches on fire. So we see right away that the short track package where we were having cars catch on fire, last year was a lot of Fords. This year it starts off with a Toyota. He had a cockpit, cockpit fire from um, uh, the brakes, the rubber that gets on the exhaust, they were trying to fix that from last year, and I guess they did not. So we'll see how he's able to bounce back from that. 
Um, I didn't see qualifying for him last night, but in practice he caught on fire. It was good to see him get out of the car. You don't want scary stuff like this in the first race of the season. You don't want it at all. But the first race of the season, you don't want to start it on a tone like that, especially how his season ended last year um, with such a high and then an immediate low. So we'll see uh, what today brings. I'm excited. Cars are on the track, and it's racing season. Dirt track, NASCAR, we're back. Um, so it's probably the best time of the year once the Super Bowl's over. Um Last thing, I wanted to touch on F1. Ford announces that they're going to come back in 2026 to not only be in F1, but to be with Red Bull. What? As far as I remember, Red Bull's been Honda. Of course, I haven't been a fan forever. I've just been recently a fan, but I do remember that Red Bull a lot of times has been a Honda. So interesting to see Red Bull going with Ford. Um, in the future, I don't know how well of a, a choice that's going to be, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, not a huge fan of that, but hey, Stuart Haas's Fords and I pull for those cars. So, and I'm a Joey Logano fan. I have been for years. So, uh, the Blue Oval in, you know, watching people race, I guess is okay, but, uh, still a Chevy guy. I will always have Chevy. So don't, don't get that twisted, but, um, yeah, interesting to see Ford being back in F1. So that's all I got for you guys. I'm sure me and Ryan will catch up. He's in New York, I guess New York City, seeing some sort of concert. I don't know what it is, but uh, I hope he's enjoying the very cold weather that we're having up here in the north. Um, so when he goes back to the south, I'm sure he'll be wearing cut-off sleeves and super short shorts because it'll be 90 degrees down there for him. But that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, make sure you get out there, get to the gym. If you need anything, hit us up. Um, I can definitely account for Ryan's workouts working. I am right now living proof of that. So if you want more uh, more details on it, don't be afraid to hit us up. We're Racer Brew Fitness, and we're here. Take care, guys. All right, and back to me. Thanks, Jordan, for that. Uh, I do want to point out, that I think it's pretty screwed up that Jordan was at that uh, sprint car extravaganza and Sean Clifford was there signing autographs and Jordan didn't say that he went and got me an autograph. So unless he's trying to surprise me, that's kind of messed up, dude. I don't care what your feelings on Penn State are. You know, Penn State guy over here, I was not available to go get this autograph. We were just talking a couple weeks ago how I was really proud of the dude for the way he finished his career. I mean, come on, man. What the hell? I would have went and gotten you an autograph or something. I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Quarterback. Can't think of it right now. I would have went, or you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. I would have went and got an autograph for you if he was down here doing some kind of extravaganza. So that's messed up. But anyway, so like, like Jordan said, uh, I, I agreed with everything he said about the clash. I agreed with everything he said about Ford coming in. The engine deals in F1 are just very odd that they plan these out way in advance um I, I i know that honda's been with red bull for a bit but i know that they've been um on a couple different plans i think they were with Renault uh for a little bit so it, it's just really 
it's a lot different than NASCAR. It's a lot different culture, obviously. So, but uh, I think it is interesting. It could uh, possibly, you would wonder if Ford might uh, back Haas in the future. Obviously, Haas has a, a Alliance kind of engine supplier deal with Ferrari. So, you know, you, you wonder if, if Haas would be interested in changing, but considering that Haas is, you know, Stuart Haas is Ford, you wonder if that tie will, will come to fruition there. So, um, but we'll have to wait for a few years to see that as this is not supposed to come around until 2026. Um, so, uh, coming back to the racing side of things, um, the Clash, so I, I didn't get to see the Clash last year, so I'm a little excited to see it this year, just from the standpoint of it's so unique. Um, I posted about it this past week. You know, there's a lot of people talking down the Clash. Why would we go to do this? Why wouldn't we just stay in Daytona? Blah, 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 blah. But let's be honest here. The last time we ran Daytona on the Oval, it was an absolute just... It was just an awful show. It was horrendous. All the cars got absolutely pulverized. The winning car was pushed to the line by a, a lap down car, and that winning car was absolutely mutilated. It was ju just beaten to a pulp. That being Eric Jones. Um, I'm not a big fan of running the Clash there anymore at Daytona, just because. It tends to be right around for, you know, it's an 80 lap race, usually 80, 90, something in that vicinity. And we just ride around for good chunks of time. Somebody might make an error, Jimmy Johnson, <coughs> Jimmy, um, and wreck a, a couple cars. But then it gets down towards the end. The last 10, 15 laps just are a wreck fest. Every car gets freaking pulverized. And I actually raised the question. Um, didn't get a good answer, but I raised the question, is it more cost-effective to drive across the country to do this race in L.A.? And, you know, you kind of put, you're probably going to put your worst piece on this car if you have pieces that are not most, it's not the most ideal nose, not the most ideal door. I would imagine you're going to put them on here because aerodynamics probably aren't going to mean a ton. You're going to need uh, you're going to need to steer. You're going to need to get out of the hole. So I would imagine that there's a lot of pieces you can put on this car that are not like like you would do going into Daytona. In Daytona, you probably need to put some of your best stuff on just to be able to maintain in the pack. I would imagine. So I think the cost of putting the car together might be a little lower um, just because you're utilizing pieces that you might have been stuck with and not be able to use anyway. Um, so that's one factor. You kind of know you're going to beat the car up a little bit, but as slow as they're going, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we did see a couple hard wrecks last year, but I'm kind of wondering, you know, now we kind of figured it out a little bit how much we can damage the internals of the car um, versus just the, the the shell, if you will, the body panels. So, 
I'm wondering, you know, even at Daytona, you can almost effectively rely on bringing a car back that's going to be absolutely just totaled. So I'm thinking you might, it might be less money to rebuild these cars, especially, like I said, we're, we're putting possibly pieces on it that you were just not going to be able to use anyway. They didn't really fit for you, or it's a piece you ran the year before that you were just not going to use anyway, or something to that effect. So it might be less cost, it might be more cost effective to run that race, even running across the country, um, than going down to Daytona, knowing that you're going to destroy in big teams case all four cars. So, you know, from a cost of people saying that the cost is less effective because they're driving across, I think at the worst, it's a wash. And it puts us in front of better markets. Like, let's let's face it, L.A., better chance to get in front of Fortune 500 companies than in Daytona. Daytona is just... Daytona is Daytona. It's not a huge city, um, especially when you compare it to Los Angeles. So I think it makes better sense to run there, and I'm really excited to see how this goes, especially on year two of trying to figure out this really, really small racetrack. Um, I, I guess I'm talking in context be, uh, beforehand now, even though I know how it turns out. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, so the most important thing, I guess, to, to say about it is I, th I think it's better than running the Oval at Daytona. Um, and I like the road course at Daytona, but for the Clash, everyone gets way too spread out. I don't think we'd be able to recreate that last lap wreck between Blaney and Elliott, I believe, where Kyle came through a couple years ago to win. Um, I think people, if anyone says that LA Coliseum would be boring, you just watch the road course again. I just think everyone would fan out. Um, there wouldn't be any kind of passing. You, it would be very, very tough to even get up on somebody to knock them out of the way. Uh, it's the Roval is good because it's effectively a short track version of of the road course at Daytona, basically. Um, so I think at Daytona you'd just be able to spread out too much with not enough cars. Um, although I guess technically you could run all the teams, but I, I disagree with that part of it anyway. I think it should go back to being pole winners, but. That's neither here nor there. So, a um, couple weeks away from Daytona and racing really ramping up. Um, and that's really all I've got to speak on. I know we've got, we had the Pro Bowl, which I didn't watch. I heard it was kind of a mixed reviews on that. Um, and then we got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And, you know, I, <laughs> the, the way it turned out, the one seeds both prevailed. So, you know, I guess you can't really argue with it too much as far as who got there. Um, I was a little surprised. I thought that the Chiefs game and the Chiefs-Bengals game, um, I didn't think either team looked very competent on offense for large chunks of the game. And then just got down to the end and, you know, Patrick Mahomes put his cape on and, and made a play and then got helped out, which, I, I mean... I agree with the call. I, I think it was the right call. It was just unfortunate. Um, and then the Eagles just did what the Eagles have done all year. And that is win. So, 
you, you, you hate it for the 49ers because they were back to like their fourth quarterback and then you know Purdy came back in but he was never really a factor just based on the injury so um, I would have liked to have seen the 49ers be able to play with you know a, a, at least a competent quarterback but that's, that's what happens in big name football I guess so um, the, like like we said the football ends this week um, then we get back to racing back to uh, full time points paying racing and I can't wait for it um, I th- just without giving up too much about it I thought the Coliseum was a great race last night and I, I'm really excited to talk about it with Jordan for next week um, but that's going to wrap it up so fairly short episode this week uh, thanks for listening and I can't wait to get back in touch with Jordan because we, we've got a lot to talk about before the race season really kicks off so have a great week um, if you're, like I said, if you're looking for anything fitness-wise, just hit us up. We can find something out. We can give you a plan. We can give you a monthly card. We can get you hooked up on our uh, daily page that has a workout four times a week. So we have a lot of options out there available, even one-on-one personal training. So that's it for us this week. We'll talk to you next week uh, on behalf of Jordan, um, even though he didn't get me a Sean Clifford autograph. Thanks for uh, recording, Jordan, and we'll see you next week. Bye.